And welcome back in to Talking Lead. We are on our milestone, episode 20. Hey, Zeke. I love lamp. So you're not feeling good today, are you, buddy? <laughs> I am not. I, it started as allergies yesterday and then just progressed into nastiness. So. I'm just getting over whatever I had. I think I'm, it was I'm, a cold. I'm kind of drugged up right now, so if I say crazy things, that's my excuse. What the edit button's for. Let's go ahead and thank our bandwidth sponsors, our great friends over at the Firearms Radio Network. Great yes, bunch sir. of guys that we got to know really well this past week, didn't we, Zeke? Oh, yeah. We had a good time with them. Bunch of really great guys. I mean, they sound like good guys on the radio, but once you actually meet them in person, they're exactly the same way. They are. Everybody's genuine, <laughs> just like they are on the, the radio. They go beyond that. Um, Jake was a great guy. You know, he's kind of the head of, of our organization with the Firearms Radio Network. And then meeting Zach. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. He was a great guy to set us up with the Lone Wolf uh, booth oh, for yeah. our that, headquarters how at cool the was NRA that? show. We were it was like, beyond cool. I mean, we were super tower up We were in the, the cat birds, man. <laughs> it was awesome. Nobody else in the entire convention floor the cat daddies. had that elevated view, but the Firearms Radio <clears throat> Network did. And we, we, had, we had people wanting to come up to our booth. Oh, yeah. Joe from uh, Red Jacket was like, hey. That was I the most up? amazing moment. We had almost all of the Top Shot All-Stars. We had the guys from Reaper Outdoors, and then all of a sudden Joe comes walking up the stairs from Red Jacket Fire. And uh, sons of the guy from Dual Survivor. Oh, yeah, Dual Survivor was up there. Uh, the new Tet, guy. Is that his name? I can't remember. Ted. Tedder. Nah, Tedder. I don't know. We'll don't look know. it up, but he was a cool guy, too. It, uh, it was that was a really kind of surreal moment. It was fun. We all had a good time. Yeah. Made some great friends. Yep. Um, we uh, got along great with Mike Hughes. Yeah. Former <clears throat> Top Shot. Uh, star and now owner of Next Level Training. Yep. He's got those cool cert pistols. Cert pistols will be um, getting soon. Which they just came out with a new design on those for the ladies. Yeah, pink. Pink. So you guys check those out. Yeah. Pretty cool. They're going to have a women's only course they're going to develop too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So what else uh, What else we need to fill everybody in on? We want to talk about the show a little bit, the NRA meeting? Yeah, we, we can talk about that. Let's... Let's get our first-hand experience. It so was, what's your overall... I mean, this is this is the first show gun show that I've been to to this scale. And it, it's really not a gun show. It's a firearms industry meeting is what it was. Right. You know? Right. And uh, I, I was blown away. And I've been to big conferences and conventions before, but uh, nothing really to this scale. I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was like five city blocks. Yeah, it was huge. It was how massive. Big this place where they had helicopters inside mm-hmm. the, the building. Semis. Oh, the yeah. Duck Dynasty had their big uh, semi in there. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. That was very cool. Yeah, the um, like you said, the scale of it was kind of unbelievable. Uh, you and I both have worked many uh, conventions with our the industries we've been a part of, but never a gun convention. And just seeing all the different products that are out there and the new stuff that it's coming around is is pretty impressive and you know one thing that i noticed and i want to mention down there everybody was so nice and that's one thing about the gun community you have your handful of complete jerks but for the most part, I would say 90% of everybody down there was as nice as they can be, you know, as we'd ask for... I don't know that we interviews. had they do them. anybody that was a jack wagon. No. You know, no, no nobody no. acted like a jack wagon, and, you know, there was only one... There was one we won't issue mention. ...that we had with, you know, an uh, interview that we had lined up, but uh, I, mean, I could kind of see their point of view on that, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can't uh, make exceptions for us if they're not doing it for anybody, and, right. you know, I think they, they, they were within their rights to do that, so... Yeah. No hard feelings there. 
None whatsoever. But uh, my my favorite, probably, I guess, moment or time during the show mm-hmm. was... Gunny. Gunny. Yeah. How awesome was Gunny? He was the nicest, <laughs> funniest. Gunny was just a neat guy. I mean, really, really cool guy. Real gave personable. Us, yeah, and I was shocked how much time he actually gave us. The art, the interview you see online is actually about 10 minutes short. He gave us more time than that. We just kind of edited it out for the flow. Yeah, we should do the full video. Yeah, he was, he was pretty there. good. Yeah, he was cutting up. <laughs> with us having a good time uh one of the one of his pr people we and i can't remember what we said but we actually got him to laugh yeah it yeah. was a genuine laugh and yeah. his pr person said you know I've, i haven't seen him do a genuine, genuine laugh yeah. you know in any of the interviews that he's ever done that was pretty cool pumped so our head up gave us a big <laughs> head yeah that was cool and then we met uh oh the general manager grant, grant. yeah then we met grant, grant who Tyler. is the uh Grant Taylor? Taylor. Taylor, yeah. He's Grant the general Taylor. manager over the business side of Duck Dynasty, Duck Commander, Buck Commander. <clears throat> great, great guy. Invited us up to their warehouse, gave us a little tour. Awesome, awesome people. Um, we didn't get to meet all the guys from Duck Dynasty. We did meet... Um, Godwin. Godwin and the, 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 the tall guy. The guy getting his... He's getting his master's, master's in biology. In biology. Yeah. So, uh, and you, I've never watched the show before. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the buzz about Duck Dynasty and never watched it. And you made me watch a couple of episodes the yeah. night before to, to kind of get a oh yeah you know general idea of what they were uh, what they're about and uh, I mean it's cool and they're set up and everything I mean, it's just real humble settings I mean yeah. it's not like it's a mecca you know multi million dollar facility or anything like that yeah. it's just a, probably about a I don't know how many what twenty thousand square foot warehouse maybe yeah probably a little bit more maybe maybe thirty something but like it's that it's not big and then they got this little tiny room just like you see on TV that's <laughs> where they make the duck calls they yeah. literally I, I thought okay we're gonna see this big assembly line. our studio is bigger than in their duck call room and it's room. exactly what you see on on tv is exactly where they make those duck calls it was really neat all right so what did goblin say <laughs> tell him what goblin said when we oh when in. we said that uh we got your twin on our youtube video talking about sean from nashville armory he's just like ah that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> very interesting guy um but yeah, great people down there. Um, what was cool about the Gunny interview was after the interview, when we walked around the corner, and there's Mr. Colin Noir. Oh, yeah. And I go to walk up to him to give yeah. him a card, and he just kind of snatches the card goes, I know who you guys are. I was like, what? Yeah, he gives us a big high <laughs> yeah, five and everything. Yeah, a high five. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> that was kind of surreal. I wasn't expecting him to be there. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. That was awesome. So we met Gabby. Yeah, uh, Gabby Franco. Developing a great relationship with Gabby, and hopefully there's going to be more to come. Uh, from Top from Shot Fan. And actually, Olympic fame too. She's won a few gold medals mm-hmm. uh, in the shooting. Venezuela. Uh, yes. Yep. That's where she's from. Yeah. Yep. And um, met some awesome guys, an awesome crew with Reaper Outdoors. We hung out with them most of the weekend. Reaper one, Reaper two, Reaper three. Yep. Really, Ron, really Doug, guys. and John. Yeah, they're awesome. Awesome guys. Uh, make sure you check out. Of course, their we're not YouTube doing a channel. video of this this cast, but I'm sporting the hat. Yeah, Ron and I switched hats and. Yeah. He's got my talking lead hat, and I got his hat. So now Reaper Zero One's got a talking lead hat, and you got a Reaper Outdoors. Hat. I got a Reaper O One hat. That's very cool. But yeah, really good guys. Um, so uh, those guys, and then and then going to the you know the individual companies booths too, like Glop, Sig, Black Rain Ordnance was they were awesome. Those guys were cool. We did a great interview with them. Got to uh, highlight some of their new up and coming stuff. I mean. We were so busy doing interviews that we didn't have time to just actually take it all in, take it all in and, and just see everything. And I don't think we could have done everything anyway. I mean, there's there's so many people there, so many things to do. Uh, it's just an amazing 
event and if you ever get the opportunity i highly recommend that that you go to the nra annual meeting it's and just a phenomenal some guy bought a raffle ticket and something really cool had to happen to that some guy oh yeah yeah I see the results of that raffle ticket over on the coffee table. Yeah, yeah, I got those in today. So they got this contest. It's called the Wall of Guns, mm-hmm. and there's uh, like what seventy guns yeah. or so that yeah. they've got. And on one side, they're bigger, you know, like rifles, higher end, and then on the other side, they're a little lower end and whatnot. But uh, if you win, if your name's pulled and you win the raffle, then you get to pick either one from the one gun side or two from the two gun side. So um, I bought some tickets. You bought some tickets too. I think yep. we all yep. we all <clears throat> took our chance. So I bought five, and they're only twenty bucks a piece. One thing or twenty five. It's like twenty. Yeah, twenty bucks a piece. Twenty bucks a piece. And uh, you could divvy them up however you wanted to. You could put all five in one drawing, or you could spread them out over the next five. But the way they did it was, uh, once they get 100 um, entrants, then they stop and they draw a name. So each drawing, your chances of winning are 1 in 100 if you've got one ticket. If you've got two tickets, then obviously... Fairly good odds. Fairly good odds. So um, first drawing, we all went in. You guys bought one ticket. I did my five. I divvied up two in the first one. Nobody won. You know, we didn't win anything, so we all left, and we had interviews and, and meetings we had to keep. So we jetted out, and uh, a couple hours later, during one of our interviews, my phone's ringing. Of course, it's an area code I don't recognize, so I just let it go to voicemail, and I check it sometime later. And uh, but So I checked my message, and uh, it's like, hey, this is so-and-so the rna and i just want to let you know that you won the raft and of course i'm like yeah right whatever zeke who did you put up to calling me jack wagon (laughs) so i'm sitting there accusing zeke of trying to pull one over on me and i'm catching him he's like no dude i didn't do it i mean seriously (laughs) you you won so i didn't believe him our buddy troy yeah was helping us film yep thank you troy by the way we were you did awesome work down there yeah most really, of the camera work trooper, you guys man. see was, was Troy. He did an awesome job. Troy was a trooper. I mean, he followed us around, busted his hump with us. I just want to really put out a big, big thank you to him. So I say, follow me, Troy. I'm going to call Zeke's bluff. So we head on up to the second floor, and I'm filming it, and I don't know if you may post it. I don't know if it's good enough to post or not. But um, So I'm walking up, and I'm finding somebody. I'm like, hey, I'm calling my friend's bluff. He's saying that uh, I won this contest. And they go, well, what's your name? I said, and I gave my name, uh, and uh, they go, well, there's your name up on the board, so you're the winner. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> what you're supposed to do is, you know, you win, you go pick your gun, you know, and they're done. Well, I couldn't make up my mind. There's 70 guns up there, for crying out loud. There's ARs, there's Benelli shotguns, there's Smith & Wesson. Um, I mean, there's everything up there. No Glock, yeah. unfortunately. But, uh, I mean... I couldn't decide. So three hours later, it's time to shut the show down for the day. And I still hadn't made a decision. And the guys were really cool over there. And they're like, hey, man, you know, we're be back tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You know, sleep on it. Think about it. And then come see us in the morning, you know, when you make your decision. <laughs> a lot of good that did. I was like, cool. So what did I do? I was up all you night. Up all night <laughs> researching what each gun was worth, <laughs> which would be the best trade bait. <laughs> I'm so, thinking we're so, going to wake up. Oh, I know what I want. Nope. So we get there, and yeah, I get there, and I'm like, man, I still don't know. I don't have a clue. I'm as confused as I was to begin with. But finally made a decision, and I went with the Remington R1 1911 and the Ruger, uh, and it's got some other prefixes, blah, blah, blah. G100. G- GP100, G100 357. Yeah. Stainless. It's it's a hoss. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm kind of liking them, too. Yeah. I mean, I originally was I, thinking I really that, like that Ruger. That I would uh, get them to trade or 
Yeah. Or sell or something, but I don't know. I'm I'm wanting to go shoot them. Go shoot them. See what happens. I think I will. You may get hooked. I I, I love revolvers. Uh, that Ruger, I think you're really going to like. It'll be really nice. Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys there, and he said he had one just like that, and he's taking it hunting. Uh-huh. He's done some boar hunting and, yeah. and whatnot with it, so that's that's a pretty beefy gun. So. It is a beefy gun. Well, that may work its way into my arsenal. But yeah, I mean that was cool. That wasn't wasn't the highlight. I mean, you think that that would be the highlight of my of my week, but it wasn't. Uh, just just meeting all those really cool people in the industry was great. You know, another another really cool thing that happened to us was, and we weren't expecting this, is we actually had people that recognized us, uh, fans of the show. We had leadheads there, guys. Yeah, it was it was cool and surreal and weird all at the same all time. All at the same time, yeah. It was like, really? Me? You want to get your picture with It was one of those me? moments where like the one guy that stopped us at the Target booth, yeah. and he was like, oh, y'all put out a great show. I listen every week. And I was just kind of like, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to us or is there somebody yeah, behind we us? We looked behind us. No, nobody. And they were at the Frog us. Lube. And um, what was the other company? Frog Lube. Lionheart. And, and Lionheart. Talking with those guys. And that guy came up to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He actually was at uh, one of the uh, events yep. the night before, yep. but he was an actual leadhead, listened fan, to a show, listen. fan. Yeah. Very cool. And these guys were great guys. Everybody we met down there. And very knowledgeable you know, with firearms, too. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting there with the Frog Loop guys and the Lionheart guys, and he was jumping in talking about the guns, you know, oh, yeah. just, just as much as we were. So that was really cool. He's the one that's going to set us up with a hog hunt, too. That's right. Remember, yeah. talkinglead at gmail.com <laughs> when you get that set up. Or Facebook. Us. There you go. Either way. Or Twitters. So how cool was it when we were packing up and getting ready to head out? And lo and behold, who do you see from the, the perch above? From the crow's nest. From the crow's nest. I see Rob Pink is down there talking to one of the booths just below us. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go introduce myself. Another one of those weird moments. Yeah, I've heard about you guys. Yeah. I was like, what? Rob Pinkus knows who we are? <laughs> yeah. So we talked and we uh, organized a little thing. You've already seen one of the videos on YouTube. Uh, he came up to Nashville that Wednesday. Yep. And uh, he was already doing a uh, tr- tactical training over at uh, Tactical Response in Camden. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll come up Wednesday. We'll do some videos. Cool guy. Really awesome guy. Very, very down to earth. Down to funny. Earth. Had his daughter. Uh, we did a video with his mm-hmm. daughter. Yep. Smart girl. Very bright. She's got a big future ahead of her, too. But yeah, I mean, we've we developed some really great relationships. Uh, we've got some other people that uh, we're working on doing some things with us. Um, got a uh, Delta Force guy. Yep. Uh, he was going to be on tonight uh, with us, but um, he's at the Sophie Sophic conference. Yeah, conference and got tied up with that. So doubt he'll be on with us tonight, but if he is, we'll splice it in. Yep. So there was Jim, there was Chris. Chris. And then there was somebody else. Mike Hughes. Yeah, we met, mentioned him. Megan. River. Megan helped us Ripper. out a lot. Ripper. Ripper. Reaper. Reaper. <laughs> the Reaper guy. The Ripper guys. The Reaper guys. Yes, they were awesome. We yeah. Megan was. She helped us out, getting us a lot of places, getting us some good interviews. Awesome. awesome. She was. She was the reason that we got to meet Gunny. Oh yeah. The yeah. the sole and only reason, and we greatly appreciate yeah. that, Megan. Megan, you rock. Um, Call me. And speaking of Gunny. Let's go ahead and do this. Hey, Ralph, Simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. The Jack Wagon of the Week is going to be a group of people, and uh, of course we can't name the names because we don't know definitely because it was a recording and not a video, so it's those senators 
in was it New Jersey that um, didn't realize that, the mics were still that, on. yeah it was after their meeting or whatever and they were still recording uh, and they go into this little rant about confiscating guns and um, there's actually some audio out there uh, Colian Noir has it on his website so you can go to uh, his YouTube channel it's one of his most recent videos if yeah. not the most recent it, and the reason we're not going to play it is it's hard to pick up the words unless you do have subtitles yeah, and it'd be better for you just there. to go and, and read it but it was uh, audio that was recorded during a Senate Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting uh, it was done May May the 9th, I believe. And for some reason, my computer just reset for no reason. <clears throat> On May the 9th, this particular meeting was recorded and made part of of the public record, but those caught on tape might have thought the microphone was off. And this goes, this is an article right here, and it goes on to say, speculating who the voices might be, I'm not going to read them because it is speculation. Uh, they were discussing gun owners and their insistence on protecting the Second Amendment. There's a quote, they don't care about the bad guys. All they want to do is to have their little guns and to do whatever they want with them, one of the women says on the recording. The next one says, we need a bill that is going to confiscate, confiscate, confiscate. So she just flat out says, they want to confiscate so good luck with that <laughs> so there are jack wagons um obviously they're not smart enough to be aware that they're being recorded when they're saying stuff like this and it's made public record so uh but thank goodness they do because yep. uh, uh keeps us informed and aware yes it does and then subject matter for tonight if you hadn't noticed uh the rest of the network is we're all kind of doing a prepping show we're we're going to kind of vaguely mention kind of what we do not going to say what we have that's one thing if you if you do prepare whether it's for a couple days from a storm outage or if you think the end of the world's coming tomorrow and you prepare for that whatever your preparations preparations preparations, preparations. are whatever they are don't go blabbing it to people because what's going to happen is if the you-know-what hits the fan and it comes around and people need the stuff that they know you have, guess where they're coming? They're coming to your house. So just so, it's, that's, that should be I'm your own little family secret. unprepared, so don't come to my house. I don't have anything. Uh, I've got I have no ammo, no food, no nothing. I buy groceries by the day. I'm going to rely on Papa John's and um, the water delivery guy. Is there one of those? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> gonna man. I'm going to rely on knowing somebody who's prepping and I'm going to go to their house. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it's our plan. No, you know, I'm going to kind of briefly mention some of the stuff I do. You know, I, I'm taking the philosophy of I don't need a whole garage full of food and water. I'm going to prepare for, you know, probably a week's worth of water, a week's worth of food that's, you know, doesn't expire really soon. Uh, non-perishable and the rest ammo and, and guns because if it goes beyond a week if it's something beyond a week it's gonna be pretty rough and you're gonna be able to get your own food if you know how to do it fishing lures fishing line fishing poles uh learn and and train to to fend for yourself and survive that way you don't have to take up all your space with you know years worth of food and everything yeah. uh, but that's my personal opinion there's other people that you know they have arguments for and prepping, a, 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 you know, prepping. A lot of people get the wrong idea. You don't have to be paranoid, right? No, you know, no. to to see the reasoning behind preparing. Right. It doesn't you know, mean that you think the end of the, the world is coming tomorrow. It just you know that stuff happens. I mean, most most states have tornadoes. Yeah. You know, and if you've seen the devastation that a, a tornado can cause, you know, what? how long does one of those storms last? Probably, you know... Seconds. Yeah. And it comes yeah. down and boom, wipes out a whole subdivision. Yep. And it can take weeks before, you know, there's aid that comes in from either the government or, you know, the local people are able to gather up 
um, you know, supplies and donations for people. So, and we're and we're in Nashville, and a lot of you probably saw on the national news. Oh, we're Tornado know, we, Alley down we're, here, man. We're Tornado, at Tornado Alley, but we had the flood uh, back what four years ago. We're downtown Nashville, and a lot of the city of Nashville was underwater, and it was kind of the whole Gaylord. It was uh, very odd. It was a very odd. Hotel was underwater, oh, wasn't yeah. it? And the, but the water wasn't drinkable. You know, people were in shelters, and it lasted you know weeks. Before they were able to get and back, it in was really months so, on that one. Don't don't think it's a oh you know China's going to come invade us and that's why we're talking about prepping. That's no. not the only reason yeah. to prep. There, <laughs> no. there are other things. A car, a car accident. You know, you have a flat yeah. tire. You know, you need to have a little kid in your car where you've got some you know energy bar, power yep. bars, a little you know thing of water. Yep. Uh, blankets. Yep. Everything I read always says warm blankets. Is yep. there another kind? Uh, cold blankets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. It's just, I always see warm blankets. You know, I, I I thought that's what the definition of a blanket was. So, but yeah, I mean, you you want to be prepared for the unknown. It's like insurance. You know, you buy insurance because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You're, you're hoping it doesn't happen, but if it does, it's nice to know you've got it. This is your own self insurance. Self insurance. Well, it's it's taking ownership and responsibility for yourself, and not yep. not relying on other people all the time. Yeah. Is basically what it boils down to. Now, I'll I'll, I'll kind of give you what I have in my little bag in my truck. I've got one of those foil blankets you know the blankets they give you after races and stuff that are yeah keep really you warm. from uh going into uh hypothermia, hypothermia yeah. i've got one of those i've got now, is a that bag. a warm blanket it is a warm blanket <laughs> <laughs> i've got a uh, bag of beef jerky i think it expires in like 2025 or some uh, and then it's time. still good for another 30 yeah. years yeah i've got um <clears throat> i need to put some twinkies in there twinkies are good forever twinkies <laughs> didn't they go Bust, yeah, that company, yeah. Hostess, Hostess. Hostess, I think so. That stinks. And then um, I've got a pair of like just cheap little gloves. Um, I've got a flashlight. Actually, I have two flashlights in there. I've got two glow sticks, like the kinds that you either see the kids with on Halloween, or if you're like a party raver, you see the ravers dancing with mm-ch, mm-ch, mm-ch music. You know that kind of weird stuff. Anyways, I'm gonna use it. So if something happens to my car, I can let people know that I'm on the side of the road. <clears throat> and then I have a little walkie-talkie, little Cobra walkie-talkie that's 35 mile radius, and my wife has the other one. And uh, you know, if something happens, if I get close within that radius, I'll be able to contact her. Or you know, if anybody else has one, I can just scan the channels and try to get a hold of somebody so that's pretty much what i have in there oh and two bottles of water that's what i got in my little quote-unquote bug out bag cool that's that's your like everyday truck yeah bag i just throw it in my truck keep it down under the seat a couple times i've gotten hungry and went through that jerky and had to get some more <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's good to rotate your food yeah. after, you know, after yeah. so long anyway right. but I mean, that's i've you know i've got my edc bag that i carry with me everywhere it's one of my maxpedition jumbo pack. I mean, I've got a lot of the things that you say, and I've got an actual medical uh, kit that's got bandages oh, and I salves. And yeah, I, I would have. assume you probably had yeah. that, too. You're not thinking straight. I understand. No. You're all Benadryl does a number on my brain. But, uh, you know, flashlights with extra batteries, uh, something to be able to make fire with, whether yeah. it's matches or tool logic. a tool logic knife that has a flint barker on there. I've got blankets, uh, just a basic tool kit. You know, with a wrench, screwdriver, some nails, and a hammer, that, that type stuff. Duct tape is always great to have. That's a good idea. I, mean, I use duct tape on everything. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think to put it in. Duct tape, and I also have a little thing of uh, electrician's tape, too, that black tape. That stuff's good for a lot of things, too. So You know, duct tape, you can do a lot of um, 
emergency medical things with it. So a yep. lot of people don't realize that. And I also keep um, McNett Camel Form. Which is, is just Coban. Is the stuff we used in sports medicine right. for years. And, you know, it can be used for camo and your stuff up, or yep. it could be used to treat wounds. Um, needle and thread. Uh, I keep paracord. Yep. I keep 100 foot of paracord. And um, you got your paracord bracelet, too. <clears throat> and I've got my paracord bracelet as well. If you need that, you can use it. Yeah. Uh, but this is just stuff that I've got in my bag, and I've got all this in my bag. No. Uh, I've got um, extra knives. I've got a multi-tool. Also, in addition to those those other tools that I've got, um, and this isn't in my bag, but I keep it in my car. Is jumper cables. I always yep. keep jumper cables uh, handy. The road flares, extra ammo. Ammo important. And magazines. Yep. I keep those in in my EDC bag as well. And then of course I keep food in there too. And I it rotate because i'm like you you know i'll be hungry and i'll reach back there and i'll eat my food but then i'll replenish it after oh, yeah. usually keep like cliff bars and you know things like that in there uh, as well you know one thing you you reminded me about the stuff i had that i didn't mention <clears throat> but medical supplies very 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 important if you haven't taken any general basic first aid class take one uh it could save you or your family's life if you haven't done that um but definitely something you want to store if you're prepping um if you're preparing, I, I've never been big on the term prepping. It just has this, you know, they're trying to give it a connotation of like crazy people, preppers. Well, that's but if you're because preparing, of the TV show yeah. that's out now. And there's nothing wrong with calling it prepping because yeah. that's what it is. I'm a prepper, you know, if you're. I'm a Boy Scout. Boy Scout. I'm being prepared. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, you know, a tourniquet, very, very important. Uh, if you have a laceration, you're bleeding a lot. Get one and learn and know where the proper place is to place that tourniquet to stop bleeding are this one's kind of eh, iffy up in the air as far as ethical medically but <laughs> when you get sick and the doctor gives you some and the doctor gives you some antibiotic save a few don't use them all and i know they tell you oh you got to go through the entire cycle hey you know i've got a few little bottles of amoxicillin downstairs they're probably about to go bad but still you never know something may happen where there may mm -hmm. be like an outbreak where we need We're just tons keeping of antibiotics tylenol ibuprofen yep. aspirin triple antibiotic ointment <laughs> stool softeners stool softeners <laughs> that actually that could come in handy you could. You could be eating some crazy stuff and uh, <laughs> it's true. get you a little clogged up. Or, or anti-diarrheal. Anti yeah. Yeah. Pills Those will be important too. Just the other hand. medical supplies, medical. If I, if I said to store anything, a lot of it, it would be the bandages, the medical bleach. supplies, bleach. Bleach can be used as a, as a disinfectant. So can iodine, and most people don't know that. You put a couple drops of iodine in a, in a like gallon jug of water, it'll disinfect it for you. Same thing with bleach. Yep. Bleach will disinfect. You've got to do the right mixture, um, yep. but uh, you can also use bleach to disinfect and drink for drinking water. You can even take classes where you learn how to stitch. And don't think that just because you're not a doctor or whatever, you can't get stitches or sutures. You can. Um, you can go to medical supply stores and get sutures. Stutures? You can get sutures. Just make sure you get some classes on how to do them. There's some first aid classes on how to use them. Can you get those at Walmart? Nah, don't think so. But you can get like the butterfly stitch. Speaking of, I told you Walmart was stocked up on ammo. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, they had 9 and 40 and 45, and mm -hmm. it, was, it did my heart good. And they had ARs on the shelf. You know, with prepping, if you do, if it does get to the point where you're. 
you know, two, three, four weeks out and you're having to hunt your own food and, you know, chaos is ensuing. There's some little anarchy pockets yeah. popping up. You want to make sure your location's not found. Exactly. You don't want people knowing you are where you are and it might be, you know, some a good thing to learn how to use and invest in the tax stamp to get a suppressor. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of suppressors, we had a great interview with Mike over at uh, Advanced Armament. Yep. Here it is. Hey, this is Equal Talking Lead, and I'm here with Mike from Advanced Armament Corp. Tell us a little bit about your company. Well, Advanced Armament Corporation was started in 1996. We were a dealer. We bought and sold silencers, machine guns. Sure. Turns around, uh, as some time goes by, we realize there's room to grow, make better products. Right. Um, and we addressed that need in the marketplace by launching our own line of silencers in 1999. Okay. Since 1999, we've made more and more silencers to the point we're the largest silencer manufacturer in the world. Um, we launched a full line of rifles recently, which is a new endeavor for us, starting about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, re- the driving force there was really the development of 300 Blackout. Um, working in the silencer world, we work with a lot of military customers. That's and the 300 AAC Blackout that's, moniker. Right? That's that's right. Yeah, gotcha. that's, it's called AAC Blackout because we invented it. Um, it was uh, developed for a military customer, mm-hmm. but uh, the civilian market has a ton of applications for it as well. Sure. Um, the ability to get a rifle, to, semi-automatic rifle to cycle subsonic ammunition was the driving force, but it's also a way to get your AR-15 rifle that you know and love so much to, to shoot a bigger rock. Right. I mean, real, honestly, your 110 grain ammo in this gun is twice as the projectile of a 55 grain 5.56 projectile, sure. but the gun's not any heavier. Um, there's no more sound, no more flash right. than a normal 5.56 rifle. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, that's one of the driving factors to go 300 blackout over 6.8 is you get 30 rounds in the magazine. Use standard AR-15 magazines. Um, you don't have to go to sub, you know, non-standard parts. Um, this rifle is the marquee rifle we sell. It has a nine-inch barrel. It's our lower. We use a Geisley two-stage trigger. We use a Magpul rubber over mold grip, Mo Plus grip. We use a CTR stock. Um, we're very proud of it. We Knight's Armament handguard. Um, it's a. Uh, it comes with a flash hider to mount our silencer. And the silencer on this gun is the 7.62 SDN6, which is uh, the most popular silencer in the market. So uh, we're very proud of our rifle line. Um, it's not something we did haphazard. When we went into rifles, we did the same thing that we do for our silencers. And the same quality control, same engineering, same thoughtful design. Um, it wasn't uh, something we did, you know, quickly. It was, it was very thoughtful. Um, that's one of the things that we're known for is being able to push the envelope. Um, we have a research and development wing of our company that's larger than some silencer manufacturers, oh, wow. whole company. Wow. Um, you know, smart guys. These are engineers, and their job is to make silencers shorter, lighter, and quieter mm-hmm. every single day, and make guns shorter, lighter, quieter. Gotcha. Um, so that's their job. And you know, every day we try something in the computer, we machine it into a physical prototype, shoot it log the results and then go to the next prototype and at the end of the year we look and go well what what features from prototypes can we put into our line mm-hmm. and you know the goal every year is to make it 10 percent smaller 10 percent lighter 10 percent quieter sure. and if we can do that eventually you know silence will be this big we just yeah. gotta, gotta keep doing our job oh yeah yeah so yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we're trying for absolutely <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. um well that rifle's cute. I, I, I like it. I'm a big guy, though. I'm, I'm right. six seven, and I'm looking at this hoss back here. Oh, sure. What What is this thing? <laughs> this is FN's 240 Bravo. So it's a belt-fed machine gun in 308. Um, as you can imagine, a belt-fed machine gun uh, has a machine, to be in full auto. It has a very high cyclic rate um, and sees a lot of rounds and heat. 
Right. You can imagine a 308 rifle and a bolt gun, one round at a time, semi-automatic gun, right. semi-auto. This There is no semi-auto on this rifle. It is full <laughs> auto all the time. Gotcha. Um, and we're the only silencer that uh, Special Operations Command uses for the 240 Bravo and the Mark 46, the Mark 46 being a 5.56 machine gun. Right. But this is our MGSD silencer that'll do 308 belt-fed machine guns or 5.56. Now, this isn't really something civilians would really have much of a call for. It's pretty heavy. Some civilians. Well, hey, listen, sure. <laughs> it, it's pretty It's pretty heavy. Um, it's not the quietest, but, man, it's durable. Right. It is the most durable product and can really take. It's having um, Inconel tubing and Inconel monolithic core right. means that it can take the beating. I mean, 100-round uh, belt dumps, you know, where you're shooting 100 rounds consecutively. Not that you can afford to do that these days, right. but if you can, this silencer can do it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us how they can find out about more about AAC, Advanced Armament Corps, like website, contact information. Sure. Our website's advancedarmament.com. It's advanced-armament.com. Awesome. Thanks. So make sure you check out AAC, advancedarmament.com, advanced.armament.com, or advanced-armament. Yeah, you say it. <laughs> advanced-armament.com. There you go. Thanks, Mike. So as you can hear, Mike's a really great guy. A lot of good information there. And um, what was that big gun they had? Was that a big? It was a belt-fed 308. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was, awesome. it was suppressed. Let's show that video too. Yeah, we'll post that. I've video already got up. it. If you haven't hunted before, if you haven't fished before, maybe it's a good time to go take a hunter safety course. Go out with your friends that hunt. Go learn from them. Uh, it's a very good skill to have, uh, not just for preparing for stuff, but just in general. Hunting is is great pastime. I don't. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> it's a great time to bond yes great time to spend with the family the kids and you learn uh you know you learn a trade uh, not a trade but you learn a, a skill you learn a skill at the same time that can you know serve serve you well in times of need oh yeah and plus it's relaxing you know just to get outdoors and see nature Burn. i don't think you should have taken that hit <laughs> oh. you know i've never used that crap the only thing that's cleared me up i can't <clears throat> snort anything up in my nose other than air. Make clear that it is a hit of Afrin nasal spray, nothing else I took a hit of in my nose. Oh, also, um, we want to give a big shout-out um, to Sam Gibbs with Palisade Tactical. Oh, yeah. Who helped us out tremendous with the... Uh, Filming of the... The Rob Pincus videos. videos. Uh, and Andrew Excellent from, job. Andrew from Nashville Armory for keeping it open. Andrew, thank you so much. You're awesome dude. We really appreciate you. Um, that just made everything happen with uh, opening up the armor to us like that. Uh, two really awesome guys. Uh, thank you again, Sam. That whole Andrew. crew up there is awesome at Nashville Armory. Yep. Sean and Scott. the whole game. Scott. Um, Andrew. Everybody up there. Our trivia of the week is going to be in our Bullseye Camera Systems video on YouTube that I just posted this week. <clears throat> what is the cost of the thousand yard system he says it once and my uh left hand actually zooms in on the uh price so what is the cost of the thousand yard system in the youtube video of bullseye camera system so that's our trivia question of the week all right guys so now it's time for some listener feedback jordan d says hey guys love the show and can't wait for the next one like hearing some good old boys talking about guns instead of hearing jake challenge's voice (laughs) 
It Jake's hurts my ears. Guy. Have we read this one before? I, I think this know. is a new one. Truly, anyhow, would you guys maybe discuss some ideas for gun storage in your truck? Not necessarily for concealed carry, but rather a kind of bug out situation. Just secure storage for weapons and vehicles. Thanks, guys, and hope you hear my question on the show. I guess he means read. Um, well, we just did. <laughs> we just did. And actually, the Lone Wolf booth had some truck storage yep. um, options. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was through Lone Wolf or if it was a guy that they had there, but he was actually sick and wasn't there, and he just had a little thing set up with a display. So we didn't get a lot of background about that, but we will definitely check into that. And I've seen a couple of other things, too, that look really interesting for your for your yeah. truck storage. So and I've got a, little, a good suggestion. Uh, I've got an F-150, not a little, but I've got an F-150, and I've got some little, nice little rigged up areas for my firearms, so we can go into that when we do that show. Yeah, that'd be a good show. Thanks, Jordan D. We appreciate it, buddy. Got one from PJ Humphrey. Uh, He gave us five stars and said, that's some good pod. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I now look forward to Fridays more for more than just the start of the weekend. I like many listeners. I am new to the gun community and have been trying to gain as much knowledge as possible. The podcast does a great job of providing information along with good sense of humor. Great host. Great guest. Only needs more episodes. How about two per week? Zeke and left hand question mark okay. you know what we would love to but uh we need to start generating some income from it first <laughs> it takes a lot of time to do this especially when we go to uh nra meetings in houston so. yeah that, that is one of our long-term goals though probably to do a couple shows a week once this actually becomes our real job because we both have two real jobs outside of this but the goal is this to be uh number one but uh Hopefully we'll eventually get there. So Matt W. says, A question I have for you that I hope could be answered in an upcoming show is, Is there a limit that you know of to the amount of ammo you are allowed to own or keep in your house? I have, and I'm not going to tell you how much he has, in my possession. Thought it would be a great conversation piece. Carry on, my friends, and have fun at the NRA meeting this week. Looking forward to the next show. And we did have fun. We had a blast. But that's uh, that's a good question. I don't think there is a limit, is there? We'll check into that. That'd be a good. So. That'd be a good show topic. No. I've been I've been wanting to read this one. I didn't know how I was going to approach it, but I'm going to go ahead and just read it. Tried a few times, but will not again. Two stars by Bowser B forty six. Who? I've tried to listen Bowser? to this one several times. About 10 to 15 minutes has been my limit. Is that Sean on Yeah. Not much of a value here to me, and certainly not enough to warrant putting up with the juvenile outlook and commentary of the speakers, in hopes that later the show there will be something worthwhile. I'm so sorry that we have fun, Bowser B. Juvenile. <laughs> juvenile outlook juvenile and commentary outlook. of the speakers. I thought that was pretty funny. Bowser. And he only listens to 10 to 15 minutes. You know, that, that the whole first show. part is just, yeah, yeah. just garbage. He's a jack wagon. Welcome to the jack wagon train. <laughs> we love we love getting constructive criticism. Of course, he's never going to hear it because he quit listening. So That's true. That's yeah. true. Watch, we'll get another thing. He's been listening the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. He's entitled to his opinion. But we'll end up on a good one. Intelligent. We, we can't all be adult. We'll end on a mature. good one. Sorry. Here you go. Intelligent and interesting at the same time. Five stars by Kittenhead01. (laughs) Your podcast keeps me awake at work. Your topics are just what thousands of good Americans want and need to hear about. Thanks. Not a problem, Kittenhead01. We have a blast doing it. And if you can tell me who Shanana is, I'll give you extra 10 points. (laughs) Shanana. You remember Shanana? Bowser B. Hell yeah. 
Bowser. Bowser look like looks like Anthony Bourdain. I think. Kinda does, I think. I mean? think Anthony Bourdain was Bowser. We're gonna have to look that up. Check and see. <laughs> But well, we just want to thank all you guys because we could not make this podcast and the YouTube channel happen without you guys. And meeting some of the, the fans and the listeners down at the NRA was it was very, very neat. Uh, we got some really cool very people encouraging. out there. Yeah. Uh, very encouraging for us to keep pushing forward with this thing. Uh, we've got a lot of cool things in the works, maybe, possibly. We're not going to mention them and jinx us, but... Uh, That's why they're in the works. Exactly. But uh, They're not a done deal yet. We, we hope it all happens, and this is going to be a, a fun ride. We, we, we'd love to have you all in, enjoy the ride with us. And as always, left hand, keep your loved ones close. And keep the firearms closer, leadheads. Heads.